0: It's women like her who paved the path against limitations that we have in Web 2 and in Web 3. And you know, she helps us soar past those limitations through gender equality. So that's what I kind of thanked her on even just for being there and being involved in Web 3.
1: What's up, friends? Welcome to Web 3 Academy, a place for entrepreneurs, creators, and marketers to explore and learn how to use Web 3 to transform business models and create thriving communities.
2: Enjoy this next episode. Welcome, Web3 Academy. It is the Tuesday Spotlight, and we are super excited to have with us today the NFT Boss Babes. What's up? <laughs> so glad hey, you guys hey. are here with us today. Uh, we have Deanna and Dina, uh, who um, have created the NFT Boss Babes uh, project, and we're here to learn all about their experience and how they're doing, and also to learn about their experience in Web3. I know that you guys jumped into Web3 uh, in the last uh, year, uh, as, as so many of us did. Uh, it's only been, uh, I think uh, I think you guys said you jumped in in October. Uh, so, you know, coming from uh, corporate sales and tech jobs and jumping into Web3, uh, a lot of the transitions that we see. Welcome to the podcast, Dina and Diana.
3: Hey, I'm excited to be here. Yes, yeah, thank you for having us. This is exciting, new for us. It's going to be good.
2: Awesome. So uh, I just gave a little bit of a background, but obviously you guys can do much better than uh, than I can. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, each of your stories uh, and how you uh, came to create the uh, Boss Babes NFT project.
0: Yeah, um, I'll kind of start with how we got started on the NFT Babes, um, which led to Boss Babes. Um, but in October, um, we kind of started, get, we minted our first ever NFT. So we heard about it end of summer NFTs. Our friend was being a project creator. We're like, what is this? And then we actually minted our first NFT in October. And within that moment, you know, a spark kind of lit up inside of us. I don't know if it lit up because it was another area for us to be buying things. Um but period Just consumers. This, yeah. The spark lit inside of us. We were like, this is great, you know. So we started minting a lot of other um collections and we know we experienced all the different um entry point um issues that you run into coming into this space, you know, whether it's being rugs, if it's um mm-hmm. following the hype, FOMO, all of those we've experienced along the way, but Um, For our first start as the NFT Babes, we started that account after we started minting from other collections. We really just wanted to be hype girls for this community. We were in each of the communities and um, making new friends. And then we kind of found our niche within the women-led projects. We really started to build some friendships and bonds with other projects out there. We found that we kind of went away from the hyped projects and more... Towards these women-led projects, and as we collected each of them, we really felt that we were supporting a small business to empower other women and make a stand in this uh, Web three space. So um, we kind of came together with this idea where, like you know, we have this great background. We're in corporate jobs. We both have different expert areas of expertise. You know, let's let's join. You know. Let's join our missions together and let's be our own project creators. So from there, we kind of started Boss thieves And in our careers today, you know, we can't be our own bosses. There is a limitation. We can't climb the ladder as fast as we may think we deserve. And mm-hmm. there's restrictions. And in this space, we really could be our own bosses. And we kind of just literally took that um, to literal terms and started our own project with the mission to be your own bosses and empower others to be their own. So I'll hand it off to Dina to kind of get a little more in detail about boss babes um, from there.
1: Well, first, before, before you go into boss babes, I just have a quick, quick question that I just want to understand here. You guys started into NFTs uh, last year and you started like collecting or minting. You said, were either of you like collectors before this, or were you investors before this? Or like, where did this, where did this come from?
0: no we were not collectors before this so october when we our friend of launched a project we mint it from that collection and then from there on out we were just we found ourselves on twitter and discord every single day checking the rankings in opensea to see well what else is buzzing out there look we want to <laughs> okay. learn a little bit more i found myself down a deep rabbit hole of how does the blockchain even exist so i was talking about um all the back end nodes and mining and all of that. And uh, we really kind of just gathered all of this research on our own. And then from there just became collectors and kept rolling forward.
1: Interesting, cool. Sorry, Dana, Dina, to cut you off, uh, no, let, I mean, you, uh,
2: let me Let me just ask one more to actually to jump in as well. Uh, tell us what, what were your jobs before? Was there crossover to this Web3 world or is, is this like completely new?
0: now this there was not crossover into web3 world but we took the skills and brought them into web3 so i am in corporate tech i work um in a technology department for three big fashion retail brands and um those skills my program management and type of strategy for launching brands with back-end infrastructure side kind of was perfect for this, this space. And then I'll let Dina talk a little bit about hers because she has the marketing expertise that I do not have. And the Mm -hmm. creative mind.
3: Yeah. So I, it's funny. So she's like project management structure, like knows like the to-do list and is able to really create that. I have a sales and marketing background. I've been in pharma um, for years. And so I'm always like the creative mind. How can we come up with the story, the messaging, even like the graphic design aspect of things. I've kind of had that like artsy creative side. I'm definitely not an artist. So that's the one thing that we actually needed to bring this whole thing to life. So I I kind of handled that aspect of things. And then really just our shared ambitions and dreams Like we we are both probably the most ambitious people in our friend group. And we just kind of like thrive on challenging ourselves and really like just have entrepreneurial spirits that we both realized in our corporate jobs. We were, there were a lot of like, barriers it's Mm. kind of like you're making money for people that are billionaires right I work for a big pharma corporation and it's like well I'm just a measly sales rep and I just know you know I'm capable of more so when we kind of realized our shared our kind of cup like our our skills were very perfect like a perfect storm to kind of create this project and then we had Deanna's friend who um, is also in tech, but she's a, an artist, a digital artist, and we were like, she'd be perfect for this, just based on what her vibe was, and then she's, she's never heard of NFTs prior, so we were really able to bring her in and, and shine a light on her as an artist too, so it just kind of became the perfect storm, and it took a long time for us to get to the art part, and we can get to that later, but that's kind of where, what our backgrounds are, and what we felt like bringing those skills were, were great for this Web3 space.
1: Interesting. And I I want to pick your brain a little bit about the art part of it in in a moment, but why don't you just walk us through what what Boss Babes is first and sort of uh, the idea behind the project and where you're at with the project right now.
3: Yeah. So again, we said it's the Boss Babes is kind of the name. It is what it is. We really wanted to bring, to create something that brought together more like-minded individuals like us and empower and inspire them to go after their dreams, whether that be in Web3 or... In real life, right? Just to have that community, and and of course, when it comes to the back end of things, we want to provide value to the people that invest in us. This first collection is um, is our genesis collection. It consists of three thousand NFTs, so it's a little bit smaller. But we see this as really the, the the startup essentially. We're a startup business that we're trying to build out. We have a lot of ideas for how that works and how that looks for utility in the back end. But the core of it is always going to be powered by the community we want to bring in entrepreneurial women who have already started their own small businesses or are thinking about starting their own businesses that they weren't able to necessarily do in web2 just because again there's a lot of barriers in our way whether that be you know people have kids and felt like they couldn't get into the space or do what they want to do in life we want to bring that into a place where they feel empowered to do that and we want to be able to provide them with the tools and confidence to be able to implement that you know, in whatever it is that they choose to do. And that's where part of our, our holder benefits, our key holder benefits are very high level right now, because a lot of the things that we want to execute on come with post-launch and right. you know how it goes. Your initial roadmap has to be realistic. And that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing for us is that we wanted it to be realistic and really giving back to the people that believed in us. One of the main reasons too, why we wanted to be doxxed as boss babes is because we want people to feel that they're connected to us and believe in what we're capable of bringing into the web three space. So that way they have that trust and confidence to invest in the project and know that we're here for the long haul. It's not just, we're here to make this money and then bounce. Like we have so many ideas that really elevate the women that are not really sure where to go here um, Mm -hmm. and bring back that confidence for them. But the initial launch is really going to be focused on giving back with you know, a lot of great prize opportunities in real life events are going to be a huge thing. We have really, um, we have the bones in place right now for building out an annual retreat next year to bring everybody together in real life. Cool. Um, so yeah, so this is, like I said, getting our getting our feet off the ground launch.
1: So walk me through how this works. So you 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 made 3,000, I think it was, was the number you said, NFTs, those will go um, on sale or, or live, I think in, is it April? April 10th. April 10th. Okay. And so how does that work? This is used as funding, I guess, to start your, your startup is is how you guys framed it, which I love. And, and is there a plan yet on what you're going to do with, with the revenues from that? Is it like going to be a community decision or how do you, how do you decide that?
0: Yeah. So obviously we mentioned we're first time creators. So all of this and taking your percentages and we all know royalties is a factor in NFTs. We, we have never seen it, we're first time creators, we are unsure of um, what the output will be. So as Dina mentioned, we want this realistic roadmap, roadmap. And first time we're going to do from this platform is take 10% of that sales and that goes right into our DAO. The community is gonna have a say in almost everything that we do. Uh, we will use some for supporting our future collections, but we also, like we said, want to put it back in, into other projects or other type of um, individuals who come up and want to be their own boss but at the end of the day we are not moving forward without our community having a vote to, of what our next steps will be so initially 10% of our sales is what we are committing to putting back into the dow but we plan on increasing it and especially using the royalties to put back as well
3: Yeah, and I'll say too, in addition to that, we, as you kind of grow and expand, there's secondary sales that you need to look at too. We always want to be rewarding and engaging the community to kind of stay with us and not just kind of buy and then flip. So, a lot of we have a a prize fund essentially that some of that will go into that will do kind of holders' competitions to have like an engagement aspect Mm -hmm. of things. While on the back end, we are moving forward and executing those longer term plans that have essentially real life utility. And and one of the biggest things with that is going to be, you know, we want, there was, a, there was a girl in our community who runs a, she has a small bikini line or a bathing suit line. And she came to us and was like, hey, like, what do you think about doing a collaboration? And that's exactly what we wanted to happen is to have people like that in there. So that way we can talk about how can we elevate you as a, as a boss, Dave, essentially to give you the spotlight and kind of work in a way that our platform and community that we've built is kind of giving... We're giving you that exposure for your brand in within our community so that, say she doesn't want to do a whole NFT project, because Lord knows it is an insane, insane, insane amount of work. Mm-hmm. And some people just want to focus on their brand. Like, let's mm-hmm. bring you in, in in a collaboration aspect there. It also provides utility, additional utility, but based on that partnership to back to our holders. And we're hoping to continue to build that out. And that's why we love connecting with other female-led projects and doing spaces to meet them
2: and talk about what
3: they're bringing to the space because we feel like inevitably all these big corporations and brands are gonna come in and kind of take over. Essentially, it's gonna feel like web two very soon. And we wanna really stick that out and avoid that by again, bringing these minds together to create a more powerful, larger community that kind of gives utility on a larger scale to everybody um, essentially. So there's a lot of ideas that we have in place for that too.
1: Do you you see the the DAO, um, so I guess the DAO is um, the the NFT holders, right? That's how you access the DAO. Do you see that as being like an incubator for others who are trying to start, I don't know, businesses or other projects in Web3 or not even in Web3? Is that kind of the um, one of the utilities or one of the ideas of where this DAO goes?
0: Yeah, definitely on my end. You know, the one thing about Web2 is, I don't have a say in what my company wants to do Mm -hmm. and I don't, I mean, not that I don't like it, but I don't want to run my company with only myself and Dina being the decision makers. I want the people who believe the people who are holders to also feel that they own part of this company as well. And that's what the DAO is going to do and going to give them that feeling that they are the investors in this project and they are supporting the future ones.
1: To me, that's one of the coolest things about Web3 is like, you're you're about to launch a startup and you're like, I don't really know what this thing's going to do, but I know we have a strong community. We have a bunch of people that are like striving towards something, you know, some sort of um, shared goal or shared, you know, incentive. And you're like, let's just launch this thing and see what the community decides to do with it. We'll get some funding and here we go. Uh, and it's so cool to be able to do that with, I don't know how big your community is, but let's say hundreds or thousands of people instead of just like both of you and that's it. And you got to do all the work and figure it all out. Um, That to me is one of the most exciting things about Web3 in my opinion.
0: I totally agree
2: that. I'd love to uh, pull on the thread of community for a bit here uh, because I think that that is, um, it is always the found, maybe not always, but 99% Mm -hmm. of the time is the foundation of any Web3 project, right? Everybody we talk to comes on, talks about the importance of community, building community. So I'd love to dive into how big is your community right now how did you build it what worked what didn't work what Mm -hmm. sort of lessons you learned along the way that maybe somebody listening to the pod might say oh that's great helpful information for building my community
3: yeah dina did you want to jump in there yeah sure so again like we started the nft babes page was which is our founder's twitter um back in october and really just used that as a connecting tool to learn expand and we've kind of I don't even, I think that it's just really showing up and asking questions and getting involved. We were able to grow that to almost 7,000 people at this point in time, which we now are doing a lot of obviously promotion for our project and Mm -hmm. kind of bridging what we did there as we were bridging, um, you know, having our Twitter spaces, engaging with women led projects, giving them a spotlight to, okay, let's merge this into a project where we kind of. Start to move some of that community into the project and being able to invest in what we're looking to achieve. So our um, on our Twitter page, we're just under three thousand. I think we're at twenty eight hundred there, and at this point, we're at twelve twelve forty in our Discord. And we I think really just started working on our Discord Probably. not too long ago. Um, but I think what has worked mainly is just showing up and being ourselves. Essentially, it's not like oh we're going to promise all these great things we have tokens and all, and you know, sandbox, like nothing, games and like all this <laughs> stuff that a lot of people are doing, which is cool. And I think that there's an audience for that, but we're really, we have a really targeted audience that we want to build this around. Um, men are obviously more than welcome to be a part of it. We love <laughs> male supporters, but it's- I was, I mean, I was I gonna
2: ask good. actually, I, I, I was gonna ask, that's great.
3: Yeah, we I actually mean, I we have, yeah, we
0: have a lot of males in our space right now. And I cool. think it's awesome, you know, having them as supporters, we all know males have the large percentage of web three right now. So having them as our supporters and in the foundation is amazing. And, you know, some of them have daughters and we even have some uncles on there that have nieces and they're like, you are an inspiration. We hope that one day they could be, you know, this ambitious. So um, I am very grateful for them and that they're along our way in helping us build that platform.
2: So you started the Twitter, Built that up first, then started the Discord. Got that to 1,200 people. That's amazing. Congrats on that. Uh, and so now, when somebody joins the Discord, how are you engaging within the Discord? What's the conversation like? How do you uh, how do you get people involved once they're there?
0: Yeah, so we did a weekly schedule and each night we highlight something different. Last night was Monday, we did Monday Motivation. We have people, whoever, they don't feel obligated. We have a lot of people who don't really like Discord that much, but for people who (laughs) do, um, Monday Motivation, we set our goals in there. We try to push each other throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Tuesday, we host a Twitter space from our NFT Babes account. So each night we have something different that we like to highlight, keep them actively engaged in there, but also not obligated. We don't want them to feel that they need to, I need to log on or I'm going to get kicked off the pre-sale list or I'm going to miss something. You're not going to miss something. We're always here. And when people do come and join me and Dina, make sure one of us is always there to actively engage and welcome them.
3: Yeah. And and we actually changed our, our schedule a little bit the other day, just because we are now going toward launch and we wanted to make it like, we want to kind of do as we say, as far as bringing more people into this and, and make it mainstream, especially for women who maybe feel like they, they can't connect with the community. So on Wednesdays, we're doing just an NFT onboarding workshop where inevitably I'll figure out how to share my screen and actually live <laughs> mint an NFT for them to see how that works. And we'll talk about cool. setting up a wallet and it just be really a one-on-one session to, again, if you have friends and family who have asked you a million times what this is, they can kind of really yep. see it live rather than you having to kind of walk them through that yourself, so.
1: Do, do you find that your community is mainly people who are familiar with Web3, or it's it's a lot of people who are um, really just liking your your mission or your, your sort of branding of Boss Babes, and they're interested in that, and as a result, they're now getting on board into Web3, and now you got to teach them how to get a wallet and things like you just said. What do you find the makeup is?
3: I'd say it's a complete and utter mix. I mean, there are people that have been in this forever and kind of just know the drill. They're like, get me on the white list. And then I'll come back during it. And we're like, well, okay, that's nice and all, but we like the people that have never minted an NFT before in their lives. We have people that are like, I'm brand new. And I'm kind of thinking about starting something myself to the point where like, I'm, I want to start asking questions in spaces and I'm scared to like even coaching them through like that, uh, mm-hmm. that side of things. Cause we were there at one point too, where we were like, these people seem to know everything. I'm scared to even press the mic button or ask a question because I feel like I'm too late, which is not the case. So we're really focusing on making it a welcoming place for those people too. So they don't feel like they have no clue what anyone's talking about when we're talking about floor prices and, you know, mint dates and things like that. It's, it's, right. it's a huge mix. And I think, especially now, just like we know that there's a huge gender gap as far as when how many men versus women are here and, it's It's seeming to grow on the, on the side of women, I'm seeing more and more, but again, it's it's a very large mix.
2: Yeah, let's let's pull on that thread a little bit because uh, we just had International Women's Day. We saw a lot of news and attention going towards women in web three. Uh, great timing to have you guys on the pod right after that. Um, and I think Kyle and I talked about this a lot is you know wanting more women in web three. But the challenges that that faces, because exactly what you said, Dina, there's a, there's a fear, right? And there's an, it's unc- the, you know, the unknown is uncomfortable. Uh, so uh, just tell us a little bit about, about you know, how, how you feel about being sort of at the forefront of leading women into Web3. You
0: know, I do want to add in a little personal like story. When we first got involved, we were heading towards these hyped projects. And when you think of NFTs, you immediately think, let me buy and flip to make a profit and you you jump in and you head towards these like projects and we we did we got involved in that in the very beginning and then we immediately got out and we learned our lessons from there so we really tried to coach that heads on not to go towards the hype projects and kind of um you know stop listen does this community resonate with me and that's been what we've been preaching to our fellow community members as well you know find a community that messes with your goals your mission what you want to stand for and um, that's how we see people come into our space you know we are guiding them on how to pick the proper community to go towards and um, if that's women jumping in here we want them to feel it jumping into web three we want them to feel a little bit of comfort that they're not missing out they don't need to go towards those hyped projects there's other great projects that you just need to sit learn listen and evaluate if you if you go
3: if you kind of mesh with each of those projects and i'll add to a lot of these big hyped projects especially by like board ape holders and like all the derivatives it's like you kind of we stepped into one that was, luckily we knew the founder and that's really how we got into this. It ended up being an insanely high project, which it was like, we got lucky, I think in that aspect, it, it was like a five minute sellout. It went well, but if I had no idea and didn't, wasn't able to text the founder, who was our friend, mm-hmm. I would walk into that and be like, holy crap, what is going on? How do I keep up with this? This is so broy. I I don't have the time <laughs> to be sitting here, sending a thousand messages to try to get on a white list. It was just a lot. And that's totally fine. I feel like people do love that and, and thrive in that environment. But when you walk into that in your first experience, I think it can be a little bit deterring and scary for somebody that's not necessarily in that energy or as confident. And if, if you are, I mean, shoot, if you can get on a blue chip project, go for it. But it's kind of like sometimes it's so hyped up where if you're too new and you don't know how to keep yourself safe, you could get scammed so easily. We see all these fake OpenSea yeah. accounts that are, duping you know what the project is i've gotten scanned when i first walked into it it's like in a, if i did that having somebody that is a good resource anybody can and can fall for that and that will completely turn people off away forever if that something like that happens to them so we actually like that it's been a slow build for us based on seeing us as people and for who we are on the nft babes and seeing our faces we feel like that they come into our space confident that they know who they're talking to and that it's not like a thread of a million discord messages that they can't keep up with and that their question gets kind of muted out um that it just creates a more personal comfortable place and especially like we said we want more women to come into this and have somewhere to go. We have a lot of men who are part of those big projects who are like, my girlfriend would like this. I think, you know, this would be a great place for her to start because she's been thinking about it but not confident enough yet to get in. And it's like, we're, invite her in. She doesn't even need to mint an NFT. It's like, we want her to just feel like she has people to talk to and kind of learn, essentially. And two, you know, as a female stepping in and first
0: getting into this hype project, I we would have immediately turned away. So when people coming in, we don't want these women to turn away. We want them, wait, no, stay. We're going to coach you a little bit. We're going to see how we determine as collectors, um, what community, community resonates the best
1: with us. Yeah. I think the last few months at least haven't been the most, um, accepting or I don't know what word you want to use there, but to, to newcomers, because it's just been an absolute insane ride in NFTs of you know, having to do all these things to get on white lists and just like people flipping projects and people rugging projects—it's insane. And I think um, what's nice to hear about what you guys are doing and um, what we're trying to highlight on on our podcast is those that are actually building real communities with like real purpose, with a real mission. Basically, using NFTs, but in a form to build a business. And that's why I like that you guys call it a startup, right? Um, there's a lot of people I think that are just launching NFTs to. I don't know, just make some money and then leave. But um, when you're doing it in a way to fundraise, to then, you know, put it towards a community to then go and do something better with it, that to me is, is the best kind of projects. And that's more of what I want to see in Web3. So it's, it's nice um, to see that you guys are doing that. Um, I'd love to talk about your guys' sort of process of creating these NFTs. So you, you mentioned that you had to get an artist, um, and I don't know if, how this artist did this, but there's 3,000 images. And for those um, that are listening on the podcast, um, I don't know if they all are this, but they're basically all just a, 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 is it a AI created face of a female or like, how did you guys make these? And what was that process like?
0: Yeah. So first our artist, her name is Anna. She is amazing. I used to work with her and I reached out to her, um, kind of when we did have another artist previously, and we just ran into a little bit of issues because she was hand drawn and we were kind of scanning them in, yeah. um, and to be completely transparent, that was kind of larger a larger initiative than what we could even handle at this moment in time. But our current artist, Anna, we got her involved and it was a great way to kind of put our money where our mouth is. We want to onboard women here and this is great. This is an artist that we can onboard. Right. So when Anna came on, um, she is she does hand-drawn art but she also is a digital artist. So the face and the body, the silhouette, she drew herself um, first. And from there, we kind of built out that one um, boss babe lookalike of what she would be and we layered it on um within each component so we have the base frame we have hair eyes nose and each of them are drawn out separately and then layered on top
1: mm-hmm. and then it's like a, a random selection of how they like which one's got which or how does that work is yeah, there a program so that our, does this
0: yes um yeah. so we have a developer and he will We'll kind of work with him to assign out percentages of each of the tree, which that helps us to determine which ones are rarer than the others. And then from there, we run the an algorithm and um, it kind of spits out the generation and the 3000 different um, boss babes.
3: Yeah, and we will have um, 15, like one of ones that are completely original, the entire theme that no uh, none of the other NFTs have. So for example, 10 of them could have the same hair, but have different clothing, different lips, things like that, but 15 of them are going to be completely unique, um, which of course I think inevitably that those are usually the more about seen as the more valuable ones. Um, but we wanted the collection to still remain small and, and to have that um, scarcity and it be more of an exclusive initial right. OG collection.
1: Will there be any like utility tied to any of these specific traits or maybe those one of ones where there's 15 of them, maybe they get something special or is there any, or is that something that might just happen in the future? You don't really know yet.
3: We have some surprises. (laughs) Yes. There are some surprises. Some certain traits will, you will get some surprises from having certain traits um again we are giving away a babe cage no no leaks on the podcast
2: today yeah uh,
3: (laughs) you can kind of of guess so we're probably gonna reveal some of that like kind of poster because we want to keep the excitement there and it'd be like oh once i met because it's going to be a reveal type style where it's revealed um after the fact and we want them to want to hold and wait for that and hopefully obviously have it sell through to where people want to hold on and see if they got the the golden ticket so to speak but there will be a bunch of a, a lot of different um things throughout that and that's again bringing it back to the fact that we really want to keep people excited and give back to them the community and the investors and i feel like i i it's not in my blood to just like your mentors that i'm you get nothing for doing that i just feel right. like that's just not mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I feel like i have done fun. that plenty
0: of time like, but yeah. I I personally we we minted one project and we got airdropped within a month um a free NFT. Like that that's fun. Like I like those fun holder benefits. So we have creative minds, we can definitely make it fun for our holders and um that's what there's some surprises we are planning for. Interesting.
3: Yeah. And at You'll see on our, um, like our initial roadmap on our website at hundred percent, like say when we get to sell out, we'll have a celebratory airdrop and that will kind of have like a excitement factor utility yeah, in, yeah. into it as well. So, can,
1: can you walk us through the process? So now you have the NFTs, you have 3,000 <laughs> of them made, which are images at this point. How did you go about, and maybe you hired a developer, I'm going to assume, but deciding like where you're going to mint these, uh, like what blockchain you're using, is it on OpenSea or did you write your own code? Like, how did you kind of figure all that out for someone who is listening that maybe wants to create an NFT project has never done it? Can you just kind of walk through that process?
0: Yeah, so I'll kind of take the lead from a technical aspect. Um, first, we joke and we call it the hunt. You know, finding a developer in this space that you can trust <laughs> is so hard. Um, so we, we were on a hunt forever and uh, we finally found our developer. Um, he is amazing. He does do minting websites for a couple other projects. Um, but basically, he developed our mint website. He'll be um, deploying the contract to the Ethereum blockchain for us, which then will link to the open sea market for users then to do trades, transfers, sales, and whatnot.
1: How did you find um, him? that? You want to give <laughs> away your secret? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I don't because I want, I want
3: more people in here doing fun projects that we can bring. <laughs> and, you know, we can, so we can, I mean, we, so we, that was the one thing that we were like, how do we find, I mean, we could find an artist that we're, you know, we had a friend initially when we started out, but we're like, the developer side of things is scary because you're kind of giving someone control of your assets and if you don't trust them that's a scary thing if you don't trust with their capabilities either like if, especially if you have no idea how any of this stuff works you have to trust that they're going to be able to deploy it and it go off without a hitch and people not get screwed out of a ton of money so um we found it we luckily found a discord that was specifically for developers and like we kind of set out a job posting and then literally interviewed people to the point where we're like tell us everything that you've ever done essentially we need to get on a voice call we need your name we need a contract we need to know who you are in real life I don't Mm -hmm. care you don't have to be doxed on the project or show your face on our website but you need to be doxed to us because Mm -hmm. otherwise this isn't going to work and we got really lucky because our um dev is, is east coast based like we are so the timing like he's very readily available as soon as we have a question he answers it thoroughly and hosted on a call with us and like go through strategies that he's seen work for other projects and be like, Hey, I think you should maybe try this. Um, Even like marketing tips. He's that's not even his expertise, but he's got so much experience that he's able to give us new ideas. And even before we hired him, he was, he was that way. And that was something that really resonated with us because we wanted to feel, it it was kind of like we had to feel it was right. And as soon as we started talking to him, we knew it was, it was right. But I would say advice for anybody that's trying to look for a developer that's the one thing you need to really take your time with and now it's getting to a point where I would definitely ask for like their references um, and for concrete work of what they've done in the past so that you can really see that they can do what they say that they're able to do Um, and they need you need to know who they are I'm not saying you need to know their social security number or anything like that but you have to know who they are their name like and have a contract filled in because otherwise it's, it's a touchy area when it comes Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And
0: we, I've even seen people that actually launch a project and, um, a lot of these payouts or, um, by percentages, sometimes there's retainers and whatnot, but if it's by percentage, I've seen projects launch and that developer has coded it, so they get all the percentages and mm. the creator is dumbfounded at the end of the day. So right. that trust in Web3, we already know is a concern across the board, but the trust in Web3 for a developer is something you should really feel confident on.
2: Crazy. Other than the the challenges of finding a developer, um, speaking to somebody in our community who might be wanting to start an NFT project, uh, anything you would do differently, anything, any roadblocks or challenges that you face that are worth mentioning?
0: Um, there's there's many. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's many things that we have uh, failed on and learned our lessons from. Um, if It's specific to developers or overall project creation. Um,
2: for overall. developers,
0: I would really do that face-to-face call, establish that connection. Yeah, they might not wanna be docs, but that is something that you need some sort of ties too. Um, it is pretty scary. We've had a couple scares before, even though we we interviewed them, signed contracts, and everything. I just have that stomach panic attack because mm-hmm. I see and read elsewhere. Um, along the ways, there could be many other things when it comes to artists marketing. Um, you really want to feel confident in your roadmap. We see a lot of projects that we collect in and over promised and kind of never deliver. We see Mm -hmm. metaverse is a huge term right now that everybody uses. We Mm -hmm. have so many aspirations to get into the metaverse and do many different things in there. And that's, that's the route we're going. But I don't want to promise it until I can secure it and have it in our roadmap. It's already being put to uh, work on the back end. And then we kind of uh, deliver to our community. But there's just many different standpoints from a collector and a creator that we have failed on or we have learned lessons on along the way.
3: I'll add to that too, because this is a conversation that we have all all the time. And I think in the last six, 12 months, what it takes to start a project and kind of build that following and community that you need has become very challenging. It's probably the hardest part is building that following and kind of like shining through it in all of the other projects that are out there it's it's the hardest thing so and it's going to continue to get harder especially as like we said big companies are coming in if if you if you're kind of like a reserved introverted person that's scared to actually jump on calls like this or go into a twitter space and ask questions like you need to show the world who you are in order for it to be successful i don't think that it's going to be i don't think that I would like to think otherwise, I don't think if you are completely like an- anonymous in the future, you're going to be able to do this. Like at this point, mm-hmm. people want to even know like what your background is. Mm-hmm. They want to know where you work, like why, why should I even buy from you? And people are really starting to ask that more before they invest. And I think it's going to become more and more, Um, you're, you're going to see that more and more. But the other thing I will say that we did not realize prior, because it seemed like in the beginning it was easy, right? Like. For our friends, it was like you did this in you know six months, like you built over hundred thousand follower community, like it seemed easy, right? And I'm we stepped into this, and it was like the total opposite. It is like (laughs) a grind, twenty four seven. This is more than what a full time job is, and we already have full time jobs. Like there's constantly things that we need, we we constantly feel like we're not doing enough. So having that balance, because I mean mental health is still important. If you can't commit to it. 100% 100% and kind of, even if you, you have to take your time, sometimes it's yeah. like we feel like we need to rush through it. Fine, take your time. So it's done, right? But like, you still need that time commitment. And if you don't have that time commitment, essentially, or that 100% certainty that this is where you want to be, it's going to kind of, I think it's going to be a waste of time. Um, because we're still struggling. like we're we're doing good. We celebrate the little wins that we have. and like we're excited that we have twelve hundred people in the Discord, but we launch in three weeks and we're like, is that enough to be successful? We're in a bear market. There's a million other projects that are struggling. Like everybody's launching, and then the floor's dropping below mint price. Like there's so many challenges right. in our faces right now that if you can't handle that and try to like problem solve your way out of it, or at least be comfortable enough to reach out to people to get ideas and connect, I feel like maybe rethink it because there Mm -hmm. are a lot of other routes that you can go. And aside from starting your own project, like there's so many opportunities now to get into this space, even getting onboarded with a a product, a project that's already successful, maybe start there Mm -hmm. and then decide down the line. If if you want to go and do your own thing, it's just, it's very, very challenging, but it's a toll on the mental health sometimes, but it's, I mean, yeah, we we really had to,
0: We really had to learn balance, balance of in real life jobs, NFT, and just ourselves, our personal time. Um, it took us a while to figure out that balance, um, but and, and still at times, like some days, we might be really overwhelmed. But we are learning as we go on, and I think that's number one for anybody coming into this space, whether you're a collector or creator. Figure out your balance, set some re- restrictions, and you know, make sure you keep personal time yourself. Um, but I also want to add in is if you're coming in as a as a creator of a project, be very upfront to your community. Is this a one-time launch and then we're done? Or is this, this is a roadmap, we are lo- we're in this for the long haul, we're going to be there, we're going to be a brand. And that's the route we're going because if you don't communicate that upfront, whether it's one collection and done or that I'm going to this long, in the long haul, then you can be considered a rug pull and nobody wants that. You just need to be communicative up front to your community and to your buyers.
2: So, go for it, Jay. Take take us out five, ten years from now. What does Boss Babes look like? What are you guys excited for?
0: Um, So, I am personally excited to be um, a collective group you know, it's run powered by the community, but it's also, we are the investors to make everybody else their their own uh, business owner. So I want um, an assortment of brands underneath Boss, ba- Boss Babes, um, and they are their own successful brands once we give them that platform.
3: Yeah, one of the main things, and we're kind of talking a lot now, we have the bones in place for what the future looks like. We want it to be a community where there's, a collective so to speak of entrepreneurial women small businesses products and services that coming into this space definitely five years from now it'll be probably very hard if not impossible to stand out because there's going to be big brands in there mm-hmm. but when you kind of bring it all under we kind of want to be an umbrella for that where we're doing collaborations with small women-owned businesses whether that be like for example if you own a bikini line, so to speak, right. And we want to do a collaboration with an NFT that has your bikini line on it, but also mm-hmm. giving a utility from your business, kind of bringing it into boss babes that kind of, that gives you the spotlight for our community to see what your business is about. And you're introducing yourself to kind of a bigger audience and a bigger spotlight from all around the world that you wouldn't necessarily have had prior to web three. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just be kind of, like I said, a collective of, of, businesses where the utility is coming more utility is coming in if you're an original holder geez i don't even i can't even imagine five years from now what our original holders the utility that they'll have because i feel like i mean they're going to have probably the the largest say in everything that we do who we bring on like we'll do twitter spaces every tuesday and we'll have um nft projects coming in that are in the fashion industry and say down the line somebody wants to come in in the fashion industry it might be more challenging for them because of how saturated it is so we'll give them that platform to come in and give them the spotlight and and a community that's already kind of pre-existing to share their work um and inevitably with our dow being able to invest and give back to those people to help them be successful hopefully that all made made sense but it's Absolutely. kind of high level I, right
2: I, now. i'm in i'm sold Absolutely. Yeah, I like it.
1: No, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great vision. Uh, my question is, so you talked about the struggles of this and you thought, you know, it would be a lot easier and it's, and it's difficult. And I love that perspective. I'm glad you shared that because I think a lot of people think that it's, it's super easy and it's not. It's the same as building a business, it's a startup. You've got to grind. Uh, my question is, what, what drives you to do this? Like what, what is it that makes you guys want to you know work your full-time job that like you currently have and probably another full-time job uh, creating this uh this project what drives you both
3: going to be doing this full-time like my corporate job won't be over like that i'm happy to walk away from it and i hope to mm-hmm. do that actually sooner rather than later because i actually need that time i need the time yeah. to be focused on this because it feels like there's not enough time in the day but it's a good thing it's exciting like i'm fine with working almost 20 hours a day on this because i actually care about it whereas it's my corporate job i'm like okay can it be five o'clock yet you know what i mean who wants to live that mm-hmm. life you no know? mm-hmm.
2: that's that's the boss babe life right there do it for yourself <laughs> do it for your passion i'm inspired i want to be a boss babe can i be a boss babe what color dress do you want what's that
0: what color dress do you want
2: Ooh. I actually wear dresses at Burning Man uh every year. So oh, it would not okay. be my first time wearing a dress. I wear my grandma's dresses at Burning Man uh as a shout out to, to her. She passed years ago. Add it but, to the list. Yeah. There put, you go. So
3: send us your favorite photo of her dress and we'll put it in as a trait.
2: Okay. Now I'm really excited. Let's go. <laughs>
3: we actually have talked about bring like putting in some older, I guess, what do I say, like prototypes into the mm. collection just to kind of like expand on, you don't have to be, you know, a teenager a middle age. like everybody yeah. kind of has the opportunity in this space. So we're working on bringing that into. Yeah,
2: well, that's a good point from the perspective of, uh, it's not only women that we need to get in, into Web3, it's also all, all ages uh, because it is certainly more challenging for the older generation to figure it out. Uh, but I think, I think it's, uh, you guys are the perfect project to get, to get them involved.
3: Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Well, welcome anybody, no matter what your age is. You can also be a male, like we said,
1: uh, Kyle, you're about- there we go. Yeah. So as, as we wrap up, I just, uh, we're going to ask a, we're going to do some speed round questions. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, but before we do, um, is there anything that you guys want to share any more about Boss Page? Anything that the listeners need to know? Uh, one, maybe walk us through the sort of launch date and how that's all going to work or what people should do right now. Uh, and then just, I don't know, anything else you want to share about that before we get into a, to a speed round?
0: Um, so launch date, April 10th. I would say as much as we don't want to push Discord, jump in our Discord. Uh, we make announcements there. We keep everything there,
3: but we do make sure
0: we bring everything to Twitter at the end of the day.
3: Yeah, Discord is really, I I know that people hate it, but it's where you're going to be able to kind of stay on top of things. Again, we tweet something and it gets pushed to the bottom of your feed in 10 minutes. So that's where you're going to have all of the giveaway opportunities. We actually just closed our, we had an open pre-sale list um, that we kind of just, if you're in our community, fill out this form, put your wallet in. We actually reached 100% of what we thought we were going to reach in like a week. So we closed that down, but we'll have more opportunities for whitelists. If you are really feel connected to us and want to get involved just shoot us a dm on twitter um especially if you're new to and you don't really know how to navigate discord and all that we're happy to help and get you on the pre-sale list so that you don't have to go crazy on the public sale if that hopefully ends up being the case but um but yeah so and then we do twitter spaces every tuesday just look from our founders page for women and nfts we have three projects on per week that we like to give a spotlight to to, like we're doing right now with us to just really share and we feel like that's kind of practicing what we preach in elevating you know women and essentially boss babes in this space so but yeah we'll be doing keep an eye out we'll have giveaways on twitter as well that are going to be fun up leading up until launch so every sunday we're doing a giveaway
1: Awesome. And for the listeners, we'll have all the links in the show notes below. So you can check that out and we'll link to their Twitter, to the Discord and, and all that good stuff. Jay, let's see what kind of questions you got. Let's, for the speed let's round do some today. speed round.
2: Before we, before we jump in, I just got to say, I'm, uh, I'm so inspired by how supportive and helpful you both are. It's so interesting to have a project where you really, I feel like you probably talk to every single person in your discord, which is insane. I can't imagine having a 1000 or 1200 <laughs> new friends. I don't know how I would have space for that in my brain. Uh, but y- you just you both have this incredible kindness and care uh, to you that uh, I think is, uh, is notable in in web three, when we talk about the, uh, the scams and the rugs that are happening out there. It's great to meet founders like you.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for that. Student. You know, my, my number one thing was I'm a loyal person and I, I want a loyal community. And so we see a lot, we get a lot of messages to help grow our discords and, um, you know, get some, <laughs> a lot of followers in there. And I'm, I'm just adamant. Like, I do not want that. And, you know, there's a lot of collaborations with other communities that we might turn down because I, one, I don't feel like it drives with us and our mission. And two, I want a community that states, I don't want people We're going to get flippers but i don't want people to come in and flip this for a quick profit this is a long-term brand
2: cool okay speed round uh we'll do we'll do deanna first and then dina uh for each one uh first one web three in one word (laughs) that's a tough
3: one (laughs) nice
2: (laughs) that is it right now it's good (laughs) Dina?
3: I'm ready, I think. Oh, no,
2: it's same, same question, the same question. Same question.
3: Oh, oh, oh. It's your okay. one word? Um, I would say, oh my god. Does that have to be one word? Can it just be like a hyphenated word? I would sure, say that's like. that's fine.
2: There's no rules here. <laughs>
3: Endless opportunity. I don't know if I hyphenated, mm. but we can make it. Hy- it's not hyphenated, but we're gonna make it
2: hyphenated <laughs> for this for this purpose. Uh, cool. I love it. Um, okay, you can pick pick either one of these, either um, an NFT project that has caught your attention recently, or a DAO that has caught your attention recently. Boss babes doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be that one.
0: I don't know year of the women they mint it last week and um we love we love their art she is a hand-drawn artist um she had help from her friend on board her i forget his name um but she is going to do a little traveling around the world and kind of teach other kids how to do some art as well
1: cool
3: well she stole the one that i
1: was. She steal yours that. dina so
2: okay. but <laughs> you can I'm choose like... to skip it's okay
3: I mean, there are se- there are honestly a million. I mean, I, I'm gonna. This is probably not gonna be an answer for women in NFT, but I'm a lazy lion, and I just feel like they're doing pretty much everything, and it's like the one project that I'm like never going to give up. So, I, I mean, Lazy Lion is doing it all, to be honest.
2: Cool. I
3: should I, I love- say women. I should say a women led one, but I just have to say my line.
2: No, that's that's great. I love I love the referring to yourself as a lazy line. It's incredible the power of branding in Web3. Right, right. Uh, fave person to follow on Twitter or somebody you recommend people follow on Twitter.
0: We talked to um, sorry, I'm typing it, Lori Grace. I don't know, LoriGrace.crypto, that's her handle. Um, she has a great platform. She interviews a lot of great speakers in Web3, whether it's a project, a marketer, um, anybody who's coming from Web2 tying it in. And we actually had a call with her on Sunday night, just tips and tricks. And what has she seen that's successful or not? Because at the end of the day, like I value her, um, I value her opinion. And you know, she, I, I love her spaces. I think she's really well-rounded in Web3.
2: And Did you know her, or did you just cold DM her to set up that um, call?
0: We did a. We've been on her spaces as listeners, and then we did speak on her space maybe a couple months ago. And then I, I just kind of DM'd her because I still listen on her spaces, and um, she interviews such great people and has great roundtable discussions. So um, it could only benefit us in the long run to hear her opinion.
2: Cool.
3: So I'm gonna say. This is, I mean, this is probably one of everybody's favorites, but I, as of lately, I've become um, obsessed with her due to her authenticity. And you wouldn't think that because she's an A list celebrity. But Eva Longoria came into a Twitter mm-hmm. space with us. We were in a space with Women Tribe, like what? On International Women's Day. Yeah. And she just came in out of nowhere. We had nobody had a clue, and she was just the most real, authentic person and explaining why she loves this space and particularly like the women-led aspect of it. And we've gone back and forth and we're going back to like the project, but on whether or not like, should we bring on like an influential ambassador? People think that they have to do that. We ha- were able to have like a conversa- a little conversation with her, um, like to ask a question or whatever. So Deanna actually was able to-, to talk to her a little bit and tell her a little bit about us. And she followed us And we were able to reach out to her directly and kind of get in contact with her brand manager. And we just, it wasn't like she was trying to get involved and get a cut or anything like that. She was like, I think it's so cool that you are friends in this and are building something as friends. Like, let me know how I can support. So all we did was made her an honorary because we just appreciate like her realness and wanting to elevate just regular people that are in this. And she like retweeted it for for free, which is, is something that you would think like, how does this even mm. happen yeah. and we just appreciate like that she is doing that for for projects essentially that she just likes and feels connected to for free and I feel like that tells us a lot that just who she is as a person and what she wants to see here and it's like obviously she's an icon and um in, in life but it's just it kind of taught us a lot that we are doing the right thing and are mm-hmm. on the right track. Mm-hmm. And if we see her retweet something, essentially, we're gonna be like, oh, they probably have something good because she definitely isn't getting paid to do that. She's doing it because she wants to. And I feel like that authenticity, especially in the influencer space is hard to find because you can't ever really tell, is this a paid promotion or is this, no, she's doing that because she feels connected to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to have somebody that, that does that um, and it builds trust, I think, across the community as a whole, so.
2: It's amazing. What was your reaction when you saw (laughs) her retweet that?
0: Well, they, this is so funny because we were having technical issues. We were supposed to be a speaker on it. I love the Women Tribe community. Um, And uh, when we got up and she just popped on, we were texting each other. We're like, oh my God, oh my God. And Women (laughs) Tribe, she was like, I only have 10 minutes. Women Tribe was kind of just asking her a bunch of questions and doing like a quick little round table um so then i just raised my hand and i was just and they were like oh boss babes you have a question and i just i didn't even ask for a question i just kind of thanked her you know it's women like her who paved the path against limitations that we have in web 2 and in web 3 and you know she helps us soar past those limitations through gender equality so that's what i kind of thanked her on even just for being there and being involved in web 3.
2: Wow. Well said. Great. There's there's the there's the byline for the podcast right there. You just nailed <laughs> that. I love it. Well, what a treat. It's been so nice to spend this hour with you guys and hear all about your project. So excited uh, about the project. Uh, I'll definitely be checking it out for my fiance and my four sisters. I have many women in my life. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, I, I hope I can be a boss babe too. So thanks for the time.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. We loved being on here and we hope we run into each other in Web3 many
3: times in the future.
1: Somewhere in the metaverse, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Yeah. We really, really appreciate you guys coming in here.
3: Yeah. Thank you. It was great.
1: Have a great afternoon. You.
2: Good luck with the mint. You thanks. got this.
1: Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. If it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. By the way, if you have yet to join the Discord community, you are missing out. This is where all the magic happens. This is where we learn, where we ask questions, where we network. Uh, You want to be in there. The link to join is in the description below. And finally, a quick disclaimer. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.